yeah, yeah, recording is a good idea. I'm going to be sitting here talking to myself, mm. although I get accused of doing that all the time anyway. <laughs> Nothing new there. Um, okay, let's uh, let's roll. Uh, welcome to the Filmwork Podcast, everybody, and welcome back, Ben Pegley. Hello, how are you? It's been ages. It has. This is your <laughs> first recording session for the year 2016. Yeah, it's so weird that so much time has gone by it's weird it's flown past <laughs> since we were That's doing right. Star Chris. Wars and our round up and everything oh god it takes out of you though all those big ones we did at the end of last year yeah <laughs> that's why we haven't done any big respectives yet this year well I suppose Joni and I did uh, Tarantino uh, across three weeks but that was nothing that was nothing nothing <laughs> compared to what we did last <laughs> a, year a breeze <laughs> yes but um, Ben and I are going to do a little mini retrospective today, and technically it's uh, uh, something I have already talked about on the podcast. Yeah. Um, I just thought it would be, I thought it, it was time we revisited this. It's the Clint Eastwood, Sergio Leone uh, Dollars trilogy mm-hmm. that we're going to talk about. Ben and I have very, very mixed um, feelings on this trilogy, and they don't match, so there may be arguments. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I covered this with, uh, well, as part of a Clint Eastwood retrospective, a fucking botched retrospective <laughs> that I did with Danny Singer. Hi, Danny, if you're listening. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the two-parter that we did, we basically spent about five minutes on each of, each of his films. Yeah. You know, went over... I mean, we, we said nice things about this trilogy, and, and I think even with her, the opinions differed as well. Yeah, let's get into it, and let's find out what you think. Yeah, okay. Yes. What's your background with this trilogy? Did you see them in order? I'm guessing it was all on TV. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> obviously, um, yeah, it would have been all on TV in the in the seventies. Um, growing up, I had a. I think my brother bought me um, one of those big, really big um, movie still posters. You know, the, like the really large format ones. Um, and it, it was just of it was of Clint um, in the poncho with the cheroot. You know, um, it was just a, it was a sort of still from the Good and the Bad, the Ugly. I think, um, possibly. Um, so it was in the poncho, so it might not have been that because he only wears that at the end of that one, doesn't he? But um, um, yeah, so and I had that on my wall forever, and 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 um, this was kind of before I really knew um, you know who Clint Eastwood was or whatever, you know, anything like that. It was just this cool guy on with yeah. you know in, in the poncho and the cheroot and the gun, and um, yeah, I, I I have no idea which way round I saw the movies. Um, mm. It doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> with these because because you know they, they really aren't a sort of you know they're, they're not they you know, they're not chronological in any way really not, you know not not at all um, but yeah so I, I, and and when it came back to sort of um, you know thinking about actually podcasting them and, and talking about them it, it became clear to me that I'd um, seen um, that there was a definite discrepancy in that I'd I'd, I'd not seen uh, for a few dollars more as many times as the other two. Um, wow. Yeah, which is, which is weird. And that will be a big wow because that, yes, that will be a big wow. And we'll talk about that when we get there. But yeah, I definitely mm. seen that one less than the other two. Mm. And, and obviously uh, being a massive fan of um, Good, the Bad, the Ugly, I've seen that one more than any of the others. So yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. that was the, the sort of thing, but yeah, I kind of got, in, got into them as a kid and TV and, you know, um, yeah, probably unsuitable. I guess the music is a huge thing that <laughs> Massive. Um, a lot of us took from these yeah. uh, back. You just instantly go, that's from that. You know, whistling it even as a kid. Mm. All of them, from all three of them. 
Yeah. Uh, there's memorable music by uh, Ennio Morricone. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and great stuff it is too. It is. Um, yeah. yeah. I I definitely saw uh, for a few dollars more more than the, <laughs> than the other two, uh, and I definitely saw that first, and then I caught up watching A Fistful of Dollars and then The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly a long time after the first two. Mm. But um, if you were to ask me to give you a rough count. Um, of how many times I saw them, I can easily tell you that I have I, I have lost count mm. the amount of times I saw for a few dollars more the second film, yeah. uh, because we had it on video, right? Um, so it was getting rewatched. The other two didn't watch. Um, so I think uh, a fistful of dollars I have seen somewhere between five and ten times, maybe, mm-hmm. but I think it's closer to five than it is ten for a fistful of dollars. And the good, the bad, and the ugly, I can count on one hand the amount of times I've seen it. Right, okay. Twice, uh, two of those times was the longer version. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I'm guessing, was that the, yes, on the Blu-ray. The, yeah, the Blu-ray um, is a restored sort of thing, yeah. Yes. Um, uh, and the shorter version, mm, once or maybe twice. Right. Yeah. So, there we go. It, that's, it that's is significant, sort of isn't it? Yeah, it, it is significant mm, how, it is. how you get these things. I mean, we, we I mean, I, I have to sort of trust, um, you know, my, um, sort of the fact that that for me it's the third movie that that is the still the 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 one that I like the best um yeah it, I have to be aware that there's a sort of bias in terms of that's the one I've seen the most but but I also kind of I'm also very aware that that's the one I've I've sought out the most as well in terms of over the years buying it on video and uh, and and DVD and all that sort of stuff you know it, I've I've never yeah. had the trilogy I've only ever had the one that that one movie and and the others I've seen a lot, you know as as many times as I've seen them and oh, pro- wow. probably more times than you I mean I I watched them a lot back in the day you know and watching them taped off mm. the TV and stuff like that but and I guess I've had m- more time to do that because I'm an old bugger. Um, but you know, <laughs> so I'm hitting four. Like I know, yeah, I know, I know. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but so <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, forty. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess it's 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 kind of weird, but I, I think there's definitely, um, yeah, we I think we've kind of hit hit this type of thing before in that you know it's like with you watching the Halloween's the wrong way around. You know, it kind of it, I think it definitely <laughs> affected uh, how you feel about the first one. Yeah, um, but anyway, we'll get there. Yes. Um, well, well, let's start with the first one, which mm. was uh, Danny's favourite. I'll, I'll point out in case she's listening, just so I can give her a bit of recognition. Right. Although we are kind of taping over <laughs> the uh, podcast that we did before. <laughs> what did she base so, that on? Um, why, 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 why did she feel that was the best one? What, what was her reasoning for that? I can't remember. Uh, I think uh, because for her, she saw all three of them at the same time, yeah. and that was her introduction to uh, the persona of uh, Clint Eastwood. Right. Um, because basically, uh, uh, we, uh, we had a Clint Eastwood marathon. It wasn't just these three films. It was about 40 films in total. I had this box set that had 35 films in it. We watched all those. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these and then some other films that weren't in that uh, box set. And she fell in love with very old Clint Eastwood and young Clint Eastwood. Yeah. So I think her favorite was actually um, Coogan's Bluff Clint Eastwood. Right. Uh, yeah, but she loved uh, uh, sort of this era as well. She didn't like 1980s Clint Eastwood, <laughs> the, no. the 40, 50-year-old Clint Eastwood. <laughs> um, but because this was the first one, um, it did it for her. And the the final scene, the showdown um, with uh, Ramon, um, she just wouldn't stop fucking quoting right. um, with Clint Eastwood forever taunting the guy. Yeah, yeah, aim, aim for the heart, and yeah. Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. for her, it was, that was, it was a quotable film as well. Right. 
Yeah, I guess. I guess. This is the one that, uh, out of the three of them, has been... Uh, I mean, it is a remake itself, technically, of uh, Yojimbo. Mm. And it has been remade itself uh, more, most noticeably for, uh, for me. I don't know if you've seen this yet. I think we mentioned this and you hadn't seen it. The Bruce Willis film, Last Man Standing. Yeah, no, I've still not caught up with that one. Yeah. Which is a Prohibition sort of era, but it's still kind of a Western, but it's 1920s, 30s sort of set. Yeah. Um, Bruce Willis, you know, two guns and all this sort of nonsense and gangsters. It's really worth checking out because mm. I think it's better than this. Um, yeah. Well, and directed by Walter Hill. It, mm. It's it's weird. I mean, yeah, obviously this this was so. Um, yeah, I mean, he uh, Leone actually got in trouble with with uh, Kurosawa over this, didn't he? I mean, he, 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 mm. he <laughs> settled out of court and everything. But I mean, in terms of stuff based on Yojimbo or ha- or stuff that has that kind of thing, I mean, it, I mean, even mm. even stuff like I mean, I reviewed um, Hawk the Slayer on on blu-ray last year and and i mean that's the same type of deal a guy comes to town or is that more a magnificent seven uh oh no you're right yeah no you're right it's (laughs) it's still getting the thing isn't it it's it's kind of yeah yeah yeah. okay yeah it is more magnificent it's more yeah it's more um seven samurai yeah um yeah that's right that's right but the two gangs my pardon you're right seven samurai you you are right you are right yeah um yeah, so it's but there's been a lot of stuff based on that, isn't there? I mean, it's kind of and there was another. Yeah. Um, I'm looking into it. There was there was definitely kind of a few other things that were on Leone's radar in terms of when he was putting that together, than, than not just mm. Jimbo, but but yeah, it is I, it is totally that kind of thing. Yeah, I was watching uh, Miller's Crossing uh, recently, and there's little aspects of of that of a guy playing off two uh, sort of different gangs. Mm. Sort of sewn into the script of that because um, I'm preparing to do a Coen Brothers uh, podcast with Chris, mm-hmm. and I was watching it because I knew I was going to be doing this podcast. I obviously had this in mind, and I was like, "Oh, there's bits of bits of that there." And also, the Coen Brothers have obviously lifted from this uh, type of tale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's fine. Um, I, I, again, but uh, uh, said that the music I think is the weakest in this film, but it's still good music. Still very good music. Yeah. Um, and the title sequence um, again, uh, yeah, I think it's the weakest of the three. But uh, yeah, but and you can, but you can certainly see that Leone's got his distinctive style going up on screen. I mean, throughout these movies, but certainly starting here, it's very, it's almost like Western comic book looking. Lots yeah. of ex- extreme close-ups on people with with really great detail. Feet in the ground, you know, the cameras right up by the back of people's feet mm-hmm. with people in the in, in the distance. Um, yeah, he's he's definitely got an interesting style going on here. I think it's just the story that feels a little bit dragged out for me. Um, in the middle, it's a bit padded in places that just makes me kind of go, "Oh, I'd rather watch for a few dollars more." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I mean it's 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 one of those movies where you get the idea that this is this is the first one. Yeah, this is yeah, this is definitely. where you where it where where everything's kind of getting flexed and worked out and what yeah you know, and, and the whole kind of stylistic approach, the music, everything that's yeah. going to kind of come together. Um, again uh, in the next one and then again in the next one I, and f- yeah. f- I think and obviously I, I already know that for you it's the second one that is the sort of the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. peak for me it's the third yeah. but but it's still a kind of a, at the moment we're, we're on this sort of ascendant you know mm. um, thing and, and, and I, yeah you, you can see that there's all the, all the elements are there um, the budget's so small on this movie that it's kind of that that it's very apparent, you know, that there's not a lot going on in terms of <laughs> other people, you know, <laughs> stuff yeah, happening. A couple of hundred thousand for the first yeah. one, 
and I believe the second one tripled the the budget mm. to uh, about six hundred thousand, and then the good, the bad, and ugly was double that, so yeah. it was over a million. Yeah, and that was—I uh, mean, yeah. that's a big production. That one. Um, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I think it, that's very much the, the the shape of it. I mean, um, and of course that you know it's. Um, it is. It is sort of. I mean, for free, for the longest time, I could never quite understand um, how uh, uh, how Clint sort of how Clint's character kind of gets away with what he's doing in terms of playing playing the gangs off each other. Because I sort of, I, you know, it always seems. It, it, and even now, watching it, I saw, it, it's one of those things where maybe it's something in the something in the looping in the ADR. You know, the way they kind of did their dialogue. Um, in all the different languages, you know, <laughs> oh, some of the best stuff though, the the dial, the looping that's been going on. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, you have this kind of strange. Uh, you you got these, you know, you've got scenes where where the where, where you know one actor is act, you know, doing a scene with another actor, and you've got Clint, who's American, and he's going to be he's talking American. The guy he's doing the scene with might be German or Italian. Or whatever, yeah. and he's speaking Italian or German, and then and it's being looped later, and 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 so you have these kind of, you do have these sort of weird reaction stuff. You know, this is it's kind of there's a there's a there's a strangeness to it, you know, which which mm. uh, you know I, I I kind of yeah once you sort of buy into it, it's fine, but it is odd. I mean, I, I, a couple of times my wife walked past uh, you know the TV while we were, I was watching. Uh, you know, one or the other, you know, and and, and it is kind of mm. there, there's sometimes when you you, you don't realise when you're kind of involved with these movies and you've loved them for years and stuff and you, you don't realise what someone who hasn't had that experience with them how how kind of weird they can play for, for those people, you know. Um Yeah. And that and that's got that owns some of it, I think, the uh, <laughs> the looped dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um I remember what when I was re watching this one there was one scene, it's when the uh the little boy comes running out, he's like, Mama, Mama mm. you know, doesn't want to go and the dad's there. Yeah. It was very comic book looking because of all the big extreme close ups. But it was so dragged out, hammering its points home with these really long held shots on people's faces, you know, mm. in terror or, or whatever. Clinties were just sort of looking on. I'm like, Good God, this scene they would have been over in half the time. Yeah. But he uh, he he really draws this sort of stuff out. And you get more of that when you get to the actual action itself, especially mm-hmm. when it's people facing off against each other. Yeah. Uh, hence the ending. Yeah. yeah. But I guess the uh, the best scene uh, for, for a lot of people, and certainly for myself, is the scene when he's just arrived and he gets insulted by the guys, mm-hmm. and it's when he goes past the uh, the coffin maker and says, "You know, get three coffins ready." That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, and the, the payoff, payoff on that, that yeah. is just brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's all good. Yeah. Um Yeah, and the whole thing with the uh, you know putting the um the the, the uh, stove metal uh, shield thing under his poncho and I mean that's been yeah. parodied so many times. I mean the film, you know, the film is definitely not, you know, I, I can't imagine many people really holding it up to to be the best of the the only Eastwood, you know, spaghettis, but but it does have some really indelible stuff and and it did sort of set the um you know, I mean, considering I, I guess what was 
the the norm for westerns in Hollywood and all the rest of it is seriously kind of just messing with that formula in, in, in you know really fast yeah. and loose. Um, I mean, the idea, the very idea that our hero, you know, if he is a, even is a hero, this is the other thing, you know, it's like, is he a hero? We sort of assume he is, but he's sort of, is he? Um, uh, you know, <laughs> comes in not on this, not on some magnificent steed, but on a mule, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. like, who does that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so yeah, it's great. I mean, it, and there's a lot of, yeah, I don't know. It, it's weird, and I, I just, I think personally, I, I like many, um, I just sort of fell in love or whatever it, the right term is with with Eastwood's uh, persona. You know, I mean, this is what I loved about him uh, as an actor uh, when I when I was watching these types of movies when I was a kid was his sort of, mm-hmm. you know, his presence on screen. You know, and his kind of yeah. Um, and he doesn't have to be active in a scene. He could be on the edge of a scene watching what's going on. And yeah. you just think he's fucking... He's just standing there looking fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> not, hey, look at me cool. More, uh, yeah. yeah. No, he, he looks just absolutely great. And it, and it is the same... Uh, Outfit, pretty much, isn't it? That he's sort of wearing for all three. Uh, the well, the first, off. the first two movies are the same outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, although it's not the same character in any of them, which is weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where the hell does the whole man with no name come from? Especially when this one is actually called Joe, and the yeah. last one he's forever being called Blondie. And in the second one, is, is I think is is there was a name called Manco. Is it Manco? Or oh, no, Manco is in this. Uh, Man- yeah, Manco. But I don't recall him being called anything no. in the second one. But I could be wrong. Might be in a line somewhere. Um, right, Ray. I think is another one. He's called Rain. But but um, yeah, it's it it's a, it was a con- it was a construct. I think for when, when the when the films were released in the states i think that the first two were already in the bag or the second one was in the bag when the first one really started to pick ah, up right. and they kind of created this man with no name idea mm. by by cutting out all the instances of them actually referring to him to anything as anything oh really yeah yeah is they, it possible to see the three of them as the the same guy um it it, it gets all very f- fucked up when you consider the um you know the 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 presence of of Lee Van Cleef in two of them as different people and and <laughs> and uh, uh, Gian Maria Volonti as well. Oh God, know. I love him. That's Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I always oh, fuck look Ramon. like Ramon. No, 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 no. For a few dollars more, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he's just nuts. Yeah, completely. <laughs> yeah, insane. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was like, I mean, I remember. You see, when I was a kid, it's the weirdest thing. Um, when I was a kid, I used to look at him and think, "Is that like, like, is that Oliver Reed?" <laughs> I I thought he looked like a sort of like a like a kind of you know, um, you know, tanned up, you know, sort of Mexicanized, you know, Oliver Reed. You know, he's had this well, look like about. Charlton Heston in that Awesome Worlds movie. <laughs> yeah. oh, let's just paint him brown and yeah. be Mexican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, there was something about. I mean, obviously, it was it was you know. It wasn't. I mean, these are the things you think when you're like, I don't know, nine or something. You know, whatever. I, was. I shouldn't have been watching these things, but I don't know. We, we had a quite a, a free attitude to that sort of stuff in the, yeah, in my house. But um, yeah, so uh, yeah, he was great. But of course, it just it is completely screwed up, and 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 you can't look at them as. But the but the but the weird thing is, is that the outfits are exactly the same. And but in the third one, he only gets the outfit right at the end 
and we'll we'll get there when we talk about the film. Yeah. But in but he spends most of the movie in a in a different outfit, and then he he actually it, he puts together pieces together the famous poncho and and the sheepskin uh, thing, and then his drainpipe jeans and all all the stuff that all comes together at the end. Um, yeah. After the bridge uh, uh, blow up scene, you know, after that whole civil war stuff. Um, but yeah, the other two, the first two, he's he's in the the same thing and the same gun belt and everything. You know, it's his, 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 his gun belt from Rawhide, wouldn't it? It was the famous one with the with the thing on the. Uh, you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got snakes or something, is it on the on the handle? On oh, the handle. What's the bloody right word for a Holster. gun? Uh, no, no, no. Holster actual, is what you put it in. The the, <laughs> the grip or whatever it's called. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, see, see how much I know about guns. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it is weird. And but that's but that's also part of the. Um, I mean, when there's a scene uh, in in this film, in Fistful of Dollars, where he approaches when he first comes out to challenge uh, Ramon, and he mm-hmm. with, with the uh, poncho on and with the with the uh, iron underneath the underneath. Yeah. It. And he comes out of the sort of uh, is it an explosion he sets off like dynamite or something, and he comes out of the smoke, you know, and he walks. There's a real low shot. The camera's really low, and he walks mm. right up to camera, and and he sort of just appears out of this, uh, you know, this smoke, and the the shot allows him to come right to camera, and you, and it's literally on his boots by the time he gets right there. And, oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, and he's it's just so cool with those drain pipes, and you know. No one else looks like that, you know, and and no one in westerns looked like that, you know, <laughs> apart from him. It was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I always think uh, when when he's going, you know, don't forget to aim for the heart. <laughs> I I always think, you know, Ramon, just pop him in the noggin, you know. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. <laughs> You're a good enough aim. One yeah. one there will do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, any other scenes in this uh, first film stand out to you, or or, or actors, or characters, or? Um, I, I like the. Um, I, I I suppose there's a there's something about the um, there's something about the scene where when they go to the um, uh, I've forgotten the name of the gangs. When they go to the other gang and burn the place down, and 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 they sh- and end up shooting them all and pretty much just yes. slaughtering the other gang. Um, mm. And and Eastwood's. Um, been beaten up, hasn't he? And he's he's he's, wa- right, he's yeah. watching from the coffin, and um, and that's the other thing, you know. I mean, you hear the hero of the movies that that does nothing to prevent that, you know. Yeah. I mean, you, you might say he can't, but you know, he's just standing, he's just watching it all. But that I I, I you know the the absolute glee on the faces of of everyone who's sort of you know happily murdering everyone who's coming out and surrendering, um. That scene's really powerful for me. I remember th- as a kid, it, I, I felt it was, you know, it, it sort of moved me. I mean, it, it was sort of, uh, you know, I, I don't know. There's certain th- uh, scenes in movies, uh, and, and obviously it's not that strong in terms of violence. One of the things that this film actually, uh, on the rewatchers, I, I noticed is that they, I guess the budget was so low that they couldn't, Really do, or or perhaps they hadn't started doing this in movies yet. I don't know. I mean, it's, or squibs, it, squibs, and and just basic any 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 kind of real plenty of orange tomato ketchup <laughs> on people's faces. Though. Yeah, and so I mean, and even the scene, the scene where um, Ramon uh, is 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 using the Gatling gun or whatever that is. Uh, you know, the, the I don't know what type of gun it was. Some sort of chain gun, wasn't it? Or you know, um, uh, automatic gun. And he's mowing down all those soldiers. Um, yeah, that. Yeah, that's really weird because obviously the things go, bah, 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 
and everyone's I mean you you know what kind of devastation those guns produce and all the soldiers are sort of clasping their chests and you know what doing doing the dying thing you know and of course there's no actual wounds on any of them you know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and, uh, and I, I'd forgotten that this one was a bit like that because that they do get a bit more you know a bit more sophisticated as the films go on in 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 that in that sense um, but yeah uh, that scene um, when they're um, when they're killing everyone in the, when they're just dispensing with the other gang that was always quite a, a powerful scene for me as a kid um, it's funny you say that I was watching Fargo the mm, movie yeah uh, again going on to Coen Brothers movies that I'm preparing um, the, uh, Steve Buscemi when he kills uh, uh, have you seen the film yeah 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 Anyway, Steve Buscemi shoots somebody and he uh, continues to shoot the body afterwards and you don't see anything. Mm. Uh, so that that was a you know just a simple case of you know the, the gun had a bit of smoke come out of it and, and they put in a noise but there was obviously no squib or impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so hey, even today they're still uh, cutting budget on things like that. It's just, I think sometimes there, there's, there's certain scenes, and especially, I mean, I've already mentioned that I was far too young, uh, really, to watch these movies. But, but there's certain scenes that I think um, just seem to have a power. Like some of the scenes in the Godfather movies, you know, are so kind of, for Mm. example, uh, are you know, they just have this ability to sort of shake you a little bit. You know, they don't have to be that graphic or gruesome, but there's something about what's actually going on that that you that kind of gives you a bit of a shudder um, and for me like in in, in, um, in Good, the Bad, the Ugly it's it's the bit where Van Cleef uh, shoots a guy through the pillow um, uh, you know in, in the guy in bed and he shoots him in the face through the pillow and I'd never I'd never seen anything like that before when I when I sort of saw it and, and it's still now today the, the way he sort of I mean he really is bad <laughs> You know, oh, yeah. you know, uh, but they're all bad. <laughs> anyway, we're not on that one yet. But yeah, you uh, the scene you were talking about when they're burning down a place and shooting a rival gang. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think you'll like the version of that in the Walter Hill uh, film, Last Man Standing, because it's uh, the leader of the of the gang is uh, the, the the sort of uh, uh, Gian Maria Volante character is mm-hmm. David Patrick Kelly. Oh right, I see. Okay, good. yeah, yep. and his right hand man is Christopher Walken. <laughs> mm, okay, good. Yeah, they have a they have a grand old time mm. mixing it up. Yeah, nice. One. Um, but but I mean, I've already said this one. I've I've only seen a handful of times. I just I just don't return to it. I mean, mm. I've got nothing really against it. I just have seen a better version of the story. I would rather watch. Yeah. Um, which is that nineteen ninety seven film, um, and there's a better. Uh, man with no name, whatever you want to call it, film out there that I would rather watch as well. If, mm. it, if, it, if it came to the western, I think that's my excuse for not watching it. Um, I, I found it really. But I do own yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I borrowed it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I do find it interesting that um, that the Hollywood, um, you know, watching the some of the supplemental stuff that the that the Hollywood um, studios, are, you know, whoever was distributing it in the states, you know, felt that the you know they they couldn't have um a film like this uh, distributed in in the in the states without having some kind of um uh, pre uh, the movie you know the extra bit of 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 stuff they filmed a scene didn't they with um uh, i think uh, the guy from Alien was his name Harry Dean Stanton um and the stand in for Clint they they filmed the thing to, just to kind of give the the guy some purpose you know, because they yeah. they couldn't have the you know this idea of this of his character, you know, blowing you know just blowing people away left, right, and centre, and you know 
playing these guys off of each other and just being involved in this, you know, chaotic and sort of lawless uh, adventure, you know, was was sort of too much for, you know, you couldn't do that. So you had to have, you had to give him some kind of motivation for what he's doing. And they filmed this whole extra bit that they would put on on the front of the film when they televised it or whatever. And uh, that's really interesting. <laughs> I found that really interesting that that they felt the need to do that, you know. And uh, yeah, yeah, well, moral mm. conduct and all that. Yeah, all that stuff. Yes, but I um, I agree with you. I I I find this film, you know, it's easily the weakest of the three for me, and, and I wouldn't. Uh, I I think I watched it a lot because it was on a lot, you know, and uh, I don't really know why the second one, which is uh, clearly more, yeah, you know, superior film, um, wasn't as on, on my radar as much as growing up. But that's the only reason why I haven't seen it as much. But um, yeah. anyway. Let's move. Well, let's, let's give this one a rating. We'll move on to for mm. a few dollars more. Mm-hmm. You want to go first? Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just going to say three, three yep. stars. Yeah, it's enjoy. A, it's it. a three. Yeah, yeah that'll do. <laughs> uh, so, was it literally the year after? Yeah, was something it a year like that. per yeah. each one, or was there two years between the third and the, the second and the third one? Uh, no, I think it's the last one was '66, wasn't it? Um, oh wow! Wow, one a year. Yeah. Excellent. Right, good. Well, 65 then uh, was um, for a few dollars more. Uh, uh, the reason why I watched it so much is because I had it co- uh, taped off of TV. So maybe I'm lucky in the sense that we copied it at a time when it wasn't being shown very much on TV. But we had it and it was going on all the time. I mean, I know this film inside and out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't quite quote it. I can quote some of the lines, um, but um, I'm certainly familiar with the the structure of the story and the build-up, mm-hmm. the introduction to your two bounty hunters and the, the bad guy, El Indio, and how they slowly come to uh, the same town to yeah. stake out the same claim. And then uh, uh, Lee Van Cleef and um, Clint Eastwood teaming up eventually after, you know, fucking measuring dicks outside <laughs> the fucking hotel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, which is a hilarious scene um, all into itself and really well shot as well, and very well lit as well especially when uh, Clint Eastwood is shooting uh, Lee Van Cleef's hat down the street every time he shoots the hat further away it always lands in a puddle of light yeah and and, and do you ever think when, when you watch that scene you think he's not going to do it again surely not again and then it happens again and again you think really wow that's, that's, you know, it's really yeah. pushing that like to the limit you know, in terms of how many times he actually lets him do it um, yeah mm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, this one was much more brutal. I mean, you get to see both of them, you know, at work on, on a separate job before you even uh, get pulled into the, the sort of main story of them chasing after El Indio. Um, and I always enjoyed that. But I, but Lee Van Cleef always came across as that I I don't know if this guy's evil or not mm. until much further into the film. He seemed a lot more. Sly and um, wicked than Eastwood's character. Eastwood seemed a lot more of a bit of a piss taker, especially is it the guy at the the card table who he just goes up and taunts, yeah, yeah, and then punches and then shoots the gangs. So I was like, oh, that's fair enough. Whereas Van Van Cleave is hunting this fucking bastard down that's having it off with his girl mm. in in a hotel room, and it's the bullet that he puts in that guy's head. The image of that guy with the fucked up teeth, yeah. Um, with a bullet in his forehead, you know, will be with me to the day I die. Mm. Um, saw that at a very young age. <laughs> yeah, you're talking mm. about him shooting a guy for a pillow. It's like, no, nope, it's the it's the it's the one with the actual fucking bullet in the fucking head <laughs> in the street. Yeah. With that, because re- he's got a fucking amazing set of guns as well, hasn't he? Yeah, strapped to the side of his horse. That's right. Yeah, the roll yeah. roll of guns. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. Um, and then the the, uh, uh, the 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 foley work that they did on this was fantastic. It's all the different types of gunshots that you he- uh, heard. I mean, did you hear those kind of gunshots again in other films? Especially that really hot, high pitched one. Yeah, this uh, I, this it was notable for that. I mean, I, I I'm mm. wondering. Um, you know, in in the same way that when I when I was growing up, a lot of the uh, Dirty Harry films uh, podcast to come um, <laughs> uh, got yeah, got absolutely. sort of blended together. You know, there were elements of, of of some of the three, maybe the first three movies that that blended together in my in my mind until they were more kind of separate. Once I knew the films better as I was, as I was getting older, mm-hmm. but for for me, it's 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 also um, I think these this that hap- same thing happened with these films uh, back in the day, and and. I definitely remember um, being very interested in all those kind of different gun noises and stuff, and because I think, and and so I'm assuming that they do that. The, it's the same kind of deal in in the the next film, but yeah, it's it, it's definitely. Uh, I always I always found that very interesting, and I, and and it gave um, it gave Van Cleef. Um, I always say I always really liked Van Cleef as well, Lee Van Cleef. I just yeah. thought thought he just looked I, I, and really. Also, I think there's a because I'm a bit of a softy at heart. I I tend I tend to kind of prefer it when people get get along, you know, in movies and not too yeah, antagonistic. Yeah, yeah. I really love his character in this film. I, I think yeah. I think he's fantastic, and um, what a find, you know, in terms of casting him as well. Um, Absolutely. And I think when I first saw this, and I didn't understand what rape was. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or suicide while yeah. being raped. Um, uh, I didn't quite, you know, g- get what was going on apart from the action. So when mm. he, when Clint Eastwood didn't take out the main bad guy, I was initially like, oh. Mm. But I think um, pretty much every watch uh, since then, I'm like, yeah, no, they got the right guy to kill the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, more on that when we get to when it. When we get to it, and uh, and the, yeah. just how powerful the uh, that whole imagery with the with the uh, in the score of the clock, the little watch, with the little the watch, watch oh, and, and again awesome. all these big close ups with, with people in the fucking background. The, that is probably one of my favourite shot is Eastwood holding up the second watch, yeah. right in camera with the other two in the fucking background. Mm. Oh god, brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, it's awesome, and um, and uh, yeah, this is the one that uh, for me has been um, really nice to catch up with because, like I said, I definitely saw it the least of the three of them, um, mm. and that is a crime um, <laughs> because it's yes. a really good movie, <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, yeah, and and you know, I know we're going to talk about how long the good, the bad, the ugly is, and how that's a bit of a demerit loses points for that for you and everything and um but the, it, it, it i have to say it is in you know it is good that um i mean this isn't a short film by any no it's, it's know, still over two yeah, hours it's, two it's hours. Good, 130 plus but i think in terms of mm-hmm. um in terms of sort of leone not asking too much of his audience in that sense yeah this is where it, it he got it bang on i think uh just yeah. Pardon the pun. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a great film, and and um, I've I've really enjoyed. It. I've watched it about God, four times since yeah. since I've caught up with it again. Um, oh, wow. Mm. But uh, <coughs> Eastwood uh, nails this role just fucking solid. Um, he's given so many more scenes to show off. I mean, look at the one when he when he breaks out. It's uh, um, 
the guy out of prison and he mm. just climbs up on the wall, sticks some dynamite in there and just smiles at the guy. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's yeah. like, holy fucking shit, this thing's going to explode. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's really just relishing uh, the role that he's in. But mm. as you said, Van Cleave is, is most certainly sort of bringing it uh, to the plate as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and as is the bad guy, once yeah. again, even an even better role. Yeah. Volante. Yeah. Uh, drugs. That's the other thing I didn't understand because any time he wanted to get all creepy he'd ask for a rolly wouldn't he yeah a yeah spliff. and uh what any of that was when i first saw it yeah and the music goes all wee. Wee. and uh <laughs> yeah yeah and of course his, you know his character is you know what, what the um you know the idea that he's sort of um you know gradually sort of descending into a sort of much more of his sort of his internal Madness, you know, and um, and this thing is just haunting him. This kind of, you know, because I, I I remember not really understanding that either. This kind of, you know, him sort of sitting there, um, you know, the the the, the scene in the past with the with the when mm. he kills a guy and rapes the, you know, she kills herself. Yeah, yeah, and, and of course they play that scene twice, don't they? Um, yeah, but they, but they don't finish it. You know, it's like the first time you see some of it, and then the second time it's and it's shot reshot again. It's like a different. But it, that's right yeah. yeah um yeah it's 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 great you know it's it's such a powerful film and and uh, i i just really like the um you know i just really like the story that the what we're dealing with you know and uh, the, and how it ends and that and that just uh you know incredible tension of that standoff at the end and you know, Absolutely, it's, it's magical, and of course the score was bang on as well. Really good. Oh well, this is my uh, and and it, 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 although it's my favorite out of the three scores, I mean the next one is fucking magnificent. But this one just clinches it for me. I do prefer the uh, the theme tune mm. um, for this one, and that theme, that piece of music that plays over that end sequence that we've already talked about, yeah. that final confrontation, is quite possibly my favourite cue in the entire saga mm-hmm. um, oh god it's magnificent uh, we should mention the uh, the credit sequences are always quite fun to watch as well yeah, yeah. It's, it's sort of cartoony I guess yeah um, yeah with the lettering going all over the screen uh, this one though you get to see someone get shot off their fucking horse at the mm-hmm. beginning mm. yeah um, uh, Klaus Kinski yes yes uh <laughs> <laughs> Leave, leave Van Cleef with the fucking nerve to light a cigarette off the guy's cheek. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. speaking of uh, Clint Eastwood standing to the side of a scene and watching what's going on, but looking fucking cool mm-hmm. that moment right there, mm-hmm. where he's in that room going, "Oh shit, what is this <laughs> old guy doing?" Yeah, 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 great stuff. It is good, and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, what can you say? It's uh. I, I'm quite uh, well. Yeah, I'm sort of slightly. You know, there's, there's a part of me that's kind of slightly sad that I didn't see this film as much as I as I w- would have wanted to. Um, <laughs> I have no idea why that that is. Just one of those things. But this um, was on rotation with like the Star Wars trilogy for me back in the day. Yeah, no, we you know, know. We... one of those films that you just it just went on all the time. Mm. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but it's um, it is really good and. Um, I'm I'm very very pleased to um, you know 
to have kind of had that experience with it and 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 realize actually yeah this is really very very good <laughs> you know <laughs> and uh yeah high rewatch value and uh, well like i said i've watched it four times in the last couple of weeks just preparing for this awesome but, uh, yeah. yeah nice extended ending as well when yeah. they're all uh t- together mm-hmm. uh and then finally the, the the bad guy just goes completely fucking nuts and just starts turning on everybody yeah um because yeah, i was just like what's his fucking plan again <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 crazy time crazy yeah. um Yes, uh, and again, I mean, it's, I mean, Leone's is obviously going to time it for the camera angles again, but mm-hmm. again, it does all culminate in that final scene, um, and I and I find it really emotional watching it because you realise it's when you realise that the um, what is he uh, Mortimer, Mortimer yeah. is uh, is is that's it's a revenge for his sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, beautiful moment, and then he just fucks off. Mm. He doesn't even, he's not even interested in, in claiming any reward, and Eastwood gets to have the fucking lot of it. Yeah. And there's that lovely last little gag when he's counting up, he's counting up, and he's like, hang on a minute, I'm, I'm short here. <laughs> there's a guy behind him that he shoots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still alive. Still alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good, right. and uh, yeah, I, I, I was very, uh, just really liked the dynamic between the two of them as 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 you know kind of uh you know just just i mean obviously they're not going to be best buds you know all the rest of it but the, yeah, but yeah, the yeah. way that they that, that they fire off each other and and kind of do yeah. get the job done and and that ends i mean yeah that end scene was just magnificent really good mm-hmm. um yeah and I, I just like the way i love the way that um little motif on the watch is worked is is you know working into the score and you know, it's mm. it's right there all the you know, and um yeah. Magnificent. Very good. Absolutely. Oh god. Mm. Um <clears throat> well, um we can uh, move away from this one then. I didn't really spend that much time. No, on we this didn't one. really. It's just yeah. like, yep, yep, it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. It's fucking great. Let's <laughs> great. move on. <laughs> yep, that seems great. That yeah. seems great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 oh actually it did actually teach me how to count in Spanish. <laughs> oh yeah when they're doing the bank heist and they're all watching and they're all counting one two three four yeah uh, I think there might be some Italian in there as well probably uh, but when the, when the uh, security are pacing around the bank they're basically counting how many steps it's taken the uh, security to walk around the uh, the bank yeah. before they rob it yeah. yeah yeah so there you go I learned something there we are how to count in another <laughs> language yeah, yeah. Um, okay right well rating wise uh, hey it's a five for me yeah um, I'm giving it a five too oh yeah Really? Yeah. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Okay, right, you're going to have to take over here. <laughs> because, um, yeah, I've seen it so few times, and the few times I had watched it, um, I, I don't know how to say it without completely insulting the filmmakers and everybody involved, but <laughs> I just lose interest yeah. um, watching this one. Um, I really do. I can't even talk to you about many particular scenes in it, because the film leaps out of my mind as soon as I stop watching it mm. so why don't you tell us all what's so I mean th- those people that haven't seen it I'm, I'm sure most people that have seen it completely disagree with me and completely agree with you because it is more commonly thought of than not as the uh, crowning glory of the trilogy Yeah, um, there are people out there that like the first one there are people out there like me that like the second one but I think the majority goes in favour of the good the bad and the ugly why? <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> um, well, I can only speak from you know personal experience, but I mean, I think that um, I'll do. You know that 
I don't know. There's, the, you, it's, I, it's, I suppose it's. God, I'm getting tongue-tied because you put me on the spot. Yeah, in right. of, I, I have no idea how to kind of sum it up. But I mean, well, you see that first one. Well, never mind the first one, but the second one, you had that great buddy yeah. uh, thing going on. Here, it's the it's the anti that. It's two guys eventually when they fucking you know turn against each other who are stuck with each other. Um, and for some reason, I got annoyed with it. It was, it was, there was too much of it, and it was, it was very drawn out. And I can actually, I guess, uh, uh, emphasize that in the actual final sequence when Clint Eastwood is fucking off on his horse, mm-hmm. and he's left the other guy there strung up. Mm-hmm. That is drawn out so long, and I find I get it for tension and what have you, but the amount of times that I had to hit minus on the volume on my TV because uh, fucking Eli Wallach wouldn't stop screaming Blondie. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't the fact that he was screaming Blondie. It was the fact that he's got to hold himself up on this fucking cross. And every time he screams, he slips. And I'm going, stop fucking shouting. <laughs> so I think he is the, uh, the main problem of why I don't get on this film. I didn't like his character. Um, that's a problem, yeah. That that's a big yeah. problem if you're not into uh, yeah. Tuco, yeah. Um, really, really did not like his character. He annoyed the shit at me. But I'm also coming into this film the first time I saw it. Yay, Clint Eastwood. Yay, Lee Van Cleef. What do you mean they're enemies? Mm. <laughs> well, okay. So I mean, one of the things that I like about it, um, in in as distinct from the other two as well, is is this is. Obviously, it's it's the film's more epic in terms of its scope. I like yes. I like that about it. I like the fact that they they that he set it in a specific time. You know, literally, it, it, you know, the other two could have taken place pretty much any time. There was no no real, you know, uh, no real spe- specificity about when in the in the old west, you know, it was happening. Whereas this is a very specific time in the Civil War and um, and a particular battle. And um, right. I really really like always did and always will like the this this strange otherworldly um uh atmosphere that that the film creates in terms of you have you know the these three central characters you know who are you know kind of d- d- described on screen you know as the good the bad the ugly you know um not in that order though but you know um who none of which really fit that description perfectly uh mm-hmm. well lee van cleef does but uh but you know tuco's you know yeah well and, and more, more specifically eastwood's character is not that good you know and i yeah. i really liked that, about that you know the fact that they're all a bit of a mix a bit of a mixture actually and 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 the 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 whole idea of of eastwood's character sort of some actually quite inexplicably breaking off his partnership with Tuco and leaving him in the desert um, yeah. for him to yeah, I, like, I like the little um, the little thing they had where right I turn you in yeah. <laughs> I collect the money and then as they hang you I shoot you free and then we split the cash yeah yeah, and then, yeah. and, and, and mm. you know so it, it is kind of it's like that. that is not the action of a good hero you know it's, and I, I always like that about this everyone everyone's pretty much kind of you know much more complicated and I, but I liked the fact that those three guys were their story is sort of happening, you know, with this civil war background sort of separate from it and sort of kind of they're not really involved and they kind of they they sort of um 
dance around with it, you know, and and, in, and at certain points get more involved with it, you know, when when obviously when uh, you know when that that section of the film happens more and, and they become drawn into <laughs> it. But I I just really liked that kind of atmosphere that it creates. So the, the bit where um, Tuco is being tortured in at the uh, you know by um, the, Van Cleef and the, uh, the the big guy. Um, and the little the, the the band of captured uh, soldiers are playing outside, and they're playing that sad tune and everything. And uh, I just fucking hell, it's great. I just love that. Um, the little the little young guy turns around crying, and because they're they're playing to kind of cover up the sound of the torture and everything. And uh, I just you know I I really kind of like the 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 mood of it. And one of the things that is difficult about it, I understand, is, is that. That it really does take. We said this in the last movie, and that you know that Leone kind of doing that drawn out, you know, taking a long time to do anything, you know, and really kind of pulling every little strand of it out to the extent to the extreme. Um, mm. I do think that um, that makes this film more difficult, you know, for some to watch because I because even yeah. I find I mean like I, the, there's there's really only one scene that that that. I even I get sort of you know okay enough about and that's the um when the scene where um Tuco is trying to find the grave and they they oh my god <laughs> and they set up this spinning oh. camera thing and he's running and they spin and and they 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 obviously set up some kind of mechanism for making that really really dizzying and 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 bizarre and and you sort of think yeah. okay you know a few seconds of that Maybe even thirty seconds of that, and we're done. Yeah, that's enough. We we, we get the idea, but that People goes on for a that, long don't time. You get the ecstasy of goal playing as well. Yes, indeed. And so you've that's got the that big fantastic moment, isn't moment. Yeah, and yeah. and and so for me, I, I I even I kind of get to a point where, all right, I think we get we get what you're saying, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and and that is starting to make me actually feel sort of a little bit nauseous. So uh, I, I'm gonna, you know, um, <laughs> but now. You- you know that uh, that's the music that Metallica plays before they come on stage. Mm, is it really? Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. When they do their live sets, and I've seen them a couple of times in the UK. And uh, one time I saw them, they actually had the scene playing, mm-hmm. and that's basically everyone to cheer because Metallica are about to come on stage. Right. And the exit of gold plays, and then it reaches its crescendo, and then they all come on stage and they start playing something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember watching that going. I'm standing here waiting for a fucking band to come on, but I've got to get past this fucking scene first because it's so <laughs> goddamn long. Yeah. But if you close your eyes and listen to the music, then all that pain goes away. Yeah. But in the film, it is. It is, it is like, get on with it. But again, I, I would say the same about that last moment I spoke about when he's stuck there screaming blondie. It's like, oh, God, get on with it. Or just fucking fall and die. <laughs> well, I, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I understand. I mean, I... I I don't have a problem with that last one. I, but although I'm sitting, see, I'm sitting there as a fan of it. I'm sitting there thinking, you mm-hmm. know, even though I know what's going to happen, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, you know, he's it, it, just pulling that. You know, is he going to stop and sh- turn around and shoot the bloody rope or not? You know, uh, uh, or yeah. is he going to leave him like that? You know, uh, and because he's left him the money, you know, <laughs> you know, and and um, I I find that that the, the it works for me that bit. I don't. I don't mind that bit at all. But although, mm. again, like like you say, um, like I said earlier, if you are, if you're not into Eli Wallach's performance, if if it's grating, then then yeah, man, it's not. Oh, it's not going to work. Him in that I, scene. I I really like. <laughs> I thought he was fantastic. Um, I, 
you know, I do mean, you not just want to fucking slap him then? Going, shut up! You're making yourself fall. No. Oh, I know what no. I'll do. I'll scream again, and then he almost falls again, <laughs> yeah. and, and that repeats for about five times. I know. Like, I mean, he, he, fucking it's, prick yeah, gonna learn. Yeah, it's too much. But I mean, but I mean, then you contrast that with perhaps you know the guy who comes into uh, to shoot him while he's in the bath, and while he's yabbering, he just shoots him out the bubbles. Um, <laughs> you know, if you're gonna shoot, shoot. If you're gonna talk, talk. <laughs> you know? uh, what is it? If you're gonna shoot, shoot. Don't talk. <laughs> I love that. You know. I mean, it's great. I, um, yeah. I mean, you know, it's. I guess if that character, you know, because the thing is, obviously, that Van Cleef, uh, you know, he disappears for a large amount of the film when he's once he's off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he he is he's it's definitely uh, Wallach's thing. You know, in terms of he, he's very very upfront and centre. Thing at the beginning, doesn't he? He he takes a contract from from one dude, mm-hmm. kills him, and then he goes and fulfills the contract from the guy that he's just killed. That's right. Is that right? Yeah. How does that make any fucking sense? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. I Evil just, people kill I, everyone. You know, Van Cleef is super bad in this, and I still like him. But yeah. He's he is really bad, and uh, I, that scene when he when he ent- goes into the homestead, you know, for, uh, Van Cleef's first scene, and he's in the homestead yeah. and he sits and eats the soup or the stew or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and sits there. And, I mean, just his the look on his face, man, and he's just spooning mm-hmm. that stuff in and just looking at him, and and I, I mean, even now I, I kind of watch that, and you know how you do that thing where it's such a it's such a sort of um, you know, irrational thing to do, but you you almost hope that a, the outcome is different every time. Yeah. You know, do you ever do yeah, that with yeah, movies? Yeah. You think, even though you know, because you've seen it before, you know, oh, you, absolutely. You, you sort of think, oh, just just don't kill him or whatever it, whatever the thing is, you know. And I sit and mm. watch that scene and the tension of the of those two guys sat at the table and Van Cleef's eyes are just twinkling away and he's spooning in the stew and I'm thinking, <laughs> God, you know. <laughs> It's like I love that man. I love it, and uh, I don't know. I just I I I I bought straight into it, and I, I will say that watching the Blu-ray that you sent me, um, yes, I think the restored version with with some of the extra scenes stuff that you know, which uh, is that is am I right in saying that it more closely approximates the original sort of Italian release of the film or something like that? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. That's too yeah. long. Is is there a lot more of this, this civil war sort of stuff going on in the longer version? Yeah, I don't. I, I, you know, because I haven't seen it enough to fucking know. The main <laughs> the main scene that I think was that definitely added a bit of a chunk of that runtime was was uh, Tuco uh, going and recruiting his 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 two cohorts in the caves oh. and he go and, and that seems quite long he goes in and sort of you know, sits down at the campfire you know he knows they're there somewhere and he starts talking about potatoes and things like that and and they then sort of repel into the scene from from above the you know because they're in the cave and and none of that's in the the, the version i i know of the film and um mm. and and, and how long is the shorter version um you know it's still long it's like it's like sort of two um it's like two thirty or something like that, or two forty. Um, yeah. And I think the the long the the Blu-ray is like two seventy or something, or two sixty or something, or whatever. Three. No, sorry. What am I talking about? Yeah. Um, three hours. Whatever. Oh God, I don't know. I've lost my lost my train of thought. But yeah, it, it it's it's a good sort of. I think the difference is a good half an hour or so, or twenty eight minutes or something like that. Um, yeah. So it, both versions are long. You know, don't get me wrong. Um, but I found that that scene in particular didn't really add anything to to the movie for me and and I think that you know what you want is for the adventure um 
to to get going you know and to sort of and I, and uh, even the um even the uh when when Tuco um gets his revenge on Blondie and 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 they takes him out in the desert and fucks him oh, up oh god and Clint Eastwood's covered in all that fucking yeah what, what how do they do that with the with the skin do they just like right here's some glue now pick it off so it looks I, like I don't I don't peeling. know how they do it it's pretty <laughs> pretty fucked up though isn't it um there, there's yeah. a I think there's a scene in that that actually that I'm I'm pretty sure wasn't in the cut that I um grew up with where he grabs at uh, at uh, what he thinks is a Tuco's boot and it's just a boot <laughs> you know it's like it's 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 shot so that you can't see the top of the boot and he's sort of he's he's totally fucked up in the in you know and, and thirsty and all the rest of it and um and he sort of grabs at the boot and then the camera sort of pans out and you can see that it's just an empty boot and i, I thought oh, i've never seen that before <laughs> that's weird um but yeah, so they... I do like that setup though of uh, one knows that you know the name of the place, the other one knows the name of the grave. Yeah, <laughs> a- and you have the situation where you know Blondie, <clears throat> the good in quotes, is the one who lies about it. That's awesome. Yes. I mean, you know, it's like it's a, he's the one who doesn't doesn't give up the 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 the, the truth, you know. And and uh, although he he obviously did know that there was. You know, he made a note of a different grave, didn't he? Because he did say, you know, I always found that kind of that was quite weird. Though. Yeah, what's the name of the grave next to it? Yeah, you know, he, <laughs> he must have. <laughs> yeah, that was so strange. But um, yeah, how, how did he know what to say to to so that Tuco uh-huh. would find a grave that was actually there? You know, weird. Um, it's just occurred to me. Last year we were planning on doing. Uh, we, we we talked about Christopher Lambert a little bit because we did the Highlander series. Um, and at some point we're going to do Fortress. That's right. Yeah. Um, hopefully, as a retrospective. And I mentioned that he did a, a, another film back in sort of '94 called Gunmen with Mario Van Peebles. I don't know if you'd seen it. Um, I haven't. No. Dennis Leary plays a bad guy. Patrick Stewart has a cameo, uh, and 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 it's basically that scenario of Mario Van Peebles and uh, um, Christopher Lambert. Lambert. Christopher um, Lambert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, having to team up that, that you know they don't get on with each other and it is basically finding treasure mm. and one of them knows the name of a place the other one knows the name of a boat right that the uh, that the that the treasure is on yeah okay gunman yeah I just the curse me I don't know why I didn't have thought about that when I was watching it yeah. oh never mind yeah. and I've seen that film more often than I've seen this <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think when when you have a film that is you know as long as as these films or this film in particular is I think it is difficult to um, you know, it, it is difficult to kind of try and figure out your your kind of way into it if you, if you haven't already. You know, um, it, it's it, I think it is kind of tough because obviously you've got to sit through. It's a long watch, you know. Um, mm. So yeah, I mean, I I just I think this was probably the first one I saw, and I as a kid, and the music and the just the sort of the characters of I mean I I like the Tuco character I love that whole um, his sort of he's he's funny but he's dangerous you know and that was weird for me as a kid you know when he goes into the the, the gun oh. shop and he's he's putting together his gun and he's kind of you know doing all that sh- business there with a sort of you know he's <laughs> sort of this um, listening to that bit and shaking that bit and nah that's shit and well yeah that's good yeah I have that bit and um he's got quite a pronounced overbite as well hasn't he yeah, yeah 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 um <laughs> yeah I remember seeing him playing a mean foul mouthed old bounty hunter 
in uh, a film made in the 1980s when he's trying to hunt down, I think it's Burt Lancaster and uh, um, ah, uh, Douglas's dad. Kirk Douglas. Kirk yeah. Douglas. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was, uh, yeah, Wise Guys. Tough Guys, guys yeah. So tough, guys, wise guys, yeah. Yeah, tough Guys, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think it's a, uh, it, I kind of lose a little bit of, um, you know, I, I re- like, again, I really like Lee Van Cleef. I loved him in, in the Fifty Dollars More. I loved him in this, you know, I do love him, but he is a, a really horrible character, but, but I, it, you do lose him for such a long part of the film. He's not in it. Um, and he only comes back into it once the guys get captured and, um, we're back with the, um, uh, with the with the uh, Civil War guys, and I, I do I, I, that that whole thing with them coming out of the of the dust as well, and they think that they're uh, uh, they think that they're one side, and they're actually just covered in dust. They're actually blue uniforms, uh, you know, <laughs> and they think they're Confederates or whatever. And um, yeah, you know, it's I don't know. Like I said, it's it, it's the film's too long to uh, to kind of watch over and over and over to try and sort of find the, the gold in it, you know, uh, pardon the bun again. Um, but I was, I guess I was lucky that, that, you know, I watched it at a very young age and lo- lots of times and just bought into it. Um, but I do find that definitely the, the Blu-ray is kind of like, yeah, I, I can, I can live without the, uh, the Tuco's gang scene and the various other bits, some of the other bits. Mm. Um, but even so, I mean, I'm sure there's a version out that you can get where you you can have the theatrical and well, the short version and the the long version. Yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't optionable on the on the disc actually. Because um, I remember I had this set on DVD mm, first, and yeah. I'm pretty sure that it was on because I think there were all two disc sets. Um, yeah. So that might be the case with that there. Uh, I wonder if my dad still got those. Yeah, I've still I got mine somewhere. To, I obviously upgraded to uh, Blu-ray yeah, at some point. Yeah. With all the extras with Sir Christopher Frailing, whoever it is that does all the uh, um, commentaries and stuff yeah. on them as well. Yeah, 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 yeah good stuff. Yes. Uh, are you happy with the the three-way duel? Yeah, I, 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 I was. I, I, I like the way that pans out. I, I always felt that um, it's a, it's. Mm. Now you see, who does Eli Wallach pull against? Does he punt his gun at Lee Van Cleef? Obviously, it's, it's, it's empty. It's empty. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't remember. I think it's no. I think he, they both pull on on on, on Van Cleef. I think. Yeah. Uh, um, but yes, that whole <laughs> yeah, the whole thing with his gun being empty. That's cool. I like that. <laughs> but but I think. <laughs> Yeah, uh, fuck you, the specials. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on on balance, I mean, you know, in, in, I don't know. It's really hard for me to say because it's we're talking about, um, you know, a sort of film so sort of uh, you know lo- a long time in, in, uh, loved, and uh, and the second one, which is one that sort of um, you know has only only recently kind of ascended to uh, five star status. Um, I, th- I you know there's something about the the standoff at the end of this one um mm. um which sort of in, in comparison to a, for a few dollars more is it slightly loses something for me 
Um, Bloody hell! I didn't think I'd ever hear you. Say yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely. I mean, I still. Hey, I, I agree. I, but I, I still hell. love it. I still love it. But I think with the there's mm. something. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, you've got three guys in this one who, you know, they're all pretty nasty. They've all they've all done some pretty heinous things, and you know, no no mm. one's good. No one's innocent. And there's no there isn't the same kind of. Um, you know, dramatic or not dramatic, but you know, there's not. This, is it what's the right word? Pathos or I don't know what the right word is. But in the second one, you catharsis just... in a sense when you think about it as well. Yeah, because it, it, it it's uh, paying off in a sense of of evil is being triumphed over, and you got one guy backing up the other, and for the right reasons and for emotional reasons. Mm. Um, it's there, whereas here it's three despicable people that can't stand each other. Well, and it is, and and, and essentially you've got a situation where where the least uh, sort of despicable um, is is dispatching the most despicable, which seems to be the logical yeah. thing to do. You know, yeah. it, it would it would always seem to be that that's the way it should happen. But, you know. <laughs> Although doesn't he he shoots Lee Van Cleef and Van Cleef falls into the grave and then he shoots his fucking hat into yeah, he it does, as well. Yeah. <laughs> Shoots his hat and his gun, I think, as well. Yeah, tidies yeah. up. Yeah. Um, yeah, fuck you, Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he just arrives, and this is the thing that, that you know, the. the um, um, and that that's where he gets his the poncho because you know they fi- they find that guy, the young soldier who's dying, he's bleeding out, mm. and um, and he puts his big uh, duster type coat, you know, the sort of uh, that bright coat over him, and gives him a smoke on his cigar and stuff and, the, and I think when he dies he goes mm. to take the duster back and then decides to leave him leave it on him and takes the poncho that's next next to it and it's the poncho ah. um, yeah um, but I mean I, I on reflection really you know I mean I, I, I did actually manage to watch this um, I think was it, tw- it was either twice or three times in the run up to this um, alright and it it seems to me like although the uh, Estas de Laura is you know musically from the score point of view it's it's mm. it's it's one of my favourite pieces of Morricone music. Um, I love yeah. oh the music can this is yeah flawless. It, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. But but I've realised that I think it's some of the other aspects of this film are what makes it a five star movie for me. And right. and not necessarily the same bits that would that made for a few dollars more of a five star movie. In terms of, I, I think the standoff at the end of the second film is the best of the of yeah. You know, um, I think there's just certain uh, elements um, of the not necessarily that bit, you know, that uh, that is still up there for me. The, I mean, the, the, even even yeah. that the the whole civil war stuff, even the scene with that young soldier dying. Um, all that stuff, um, <coughs> you know, I don't know, just does it for me. But uh, yeah, yeah, fair enough. There you are. But I can do without, you know, three minutes of whirly, whirly, whirly camera. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully that shorter version um, is available on Blu-ray somewhere <laughs> mm. for yeah. you. Yeah. But uh, yes, okay. Well, let's um, uh, rate this one then. I-, I actually am going to raise my rating. Mm from before although I've only seen the film once since I last rated it mm-hmm. um, it is enough to bring it up from a 2 oh, to a 3 wow okay. um, but most of that is um, aesthetics like music mm. uh, and visual style mm. um, it, I, I can't give it a 4 
for all of the lingering bullshit that goes on and just because of the fact that, uh, that there's a main character in there that I just can't bear to watch yeah. and I can't remember half the film still. That, that's really so, going to ruin... Yeah, I mean, if you, if, you, yeah, if you have a strong dislike for Tuco, then, then this movie's buggered, man, because it does focus yeah. on him a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, there was a shot that I... Uh, just it's, I think it's probably one of my favourite ones is is there's a shot where you, you know, obviously it's really, it's, that's that wide kind of what was the name of the um, uh, type of film stock they used uh, I can't remember what it was called now um, anyway fucking hell anyway it was it was it, it was <laughs> it was why they had all these close ups why they were able to do them and the way that he was able to do them was because this film stock was half the width you know it's too too um, you know, it's this, this, it's this. That's how the nature of it produces. Like you can do that very easily. And but there was a shot where you have, it's like from behind one of the characters, and you can see the holster. You know, and, and then you've got the other guys in the distance, and and lots of sky. You know, it's like an upward sort of. And you had this thing where where the 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 gun hand just descends into the shot from from out of frame. Yeah, it just as it as it's kind of descending slowly towards the whole you know. I loved that man. That's just a great, great <laughs> shot. Just visually like this just just a thing almost Monty Python, but not funny. You know, you had this little <laughs> hand, you know, descending in. Anyway, um yeah, I mean for me it's a five, but it's but I am very aware of it's a fucking long film. And uh, <laughs> and it's it's almost it, you know, it's I'm kind of aware that my my five is is you know at least in part uh, and probably quite significantly based in sort of historical love you know and sort of uh what's the word uh you know uh i can't remember sentimental you know and all that stuff um <laughs> i mean it, like i said in terms of if you were gonna if you were gonna make a two and three quarter hour version of this film i think it would be just sublime i think you could cut you know edit this thing into something that i'd you know just would be just overjoyed with but I like Tuco so it doesn't kind of that doesn't bother me so yeah it's a fire but like I said the standoff thing I'm I'm having to tip my hat to the second one and say yeah that is better so there you go yeah it's amazing that uh, Leone only made like 10 films Mm. and this was uh, films 3, 4 and 5 um, I mean, obviously, he would go on to Once Upon a Time in the West, which some people think is even better. I cannot get uh, on than with this it. film. I cannot get on with that. I've seen it a couple of times. To- oh, yeah. it's got that famous, oh, the fucking 20 minute opening where fuck all happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, got all the guys what- in it that he wanted to cast in these films. You know, fi- maybe he's finally got enough clout to get Henry Fonda and bloody Charles Bronson. Yeah. And I'm like, well, Bronson took a role that Eastwood turned down. Yeah. Eastwood had had enough of Leone at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely. I, I can't get on with it. It's really weird. I, I, I don't... It's it's almost as if I begrudge um, those actors, those Hollywood actors who, 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 you know, doing all that Leone stuff. You know, it's like, it's like, nah, yeah, I don't want to, yeah. you know, I don't want to see Henry Fonda and Charles Bronson and all those guys kind of, you know, doing all the sort of under the brim stuff and, and all that kind of slow, drawn out Leone stuff. It's kind of like, yeah, we've done that and, uh, and you guys he couldn't, you know. He, you guys didn't want to be in these films before. Now that he's somebody, yeah, I, I always, it always smacks <laughs> of that for me. You know, it always smacks of the fact that he's that by this time he'd built up enough, you know, clout to to be able to cast these guys. And I almost kind of feel like it's it, I I begrudge them being in it. You know. Yeah, uh, I think I liked. Uh, I think I remember liking Fonda 
in uh, that film as the villain. Mm. I thought he made for a, a quite a good villain. I never saw um, uh, Fistful of Dynamite. Which was the James Coburn one that he did yeah. uh, after that in the early 70s, which apparently is also called Duck You Sucker. Duck You Sucker, yeah. <laughs> Duck You Sucker. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I have seen his last film, which was, uh, and again, there's people out there that think this is his greatest achievement, um, which was Once Upon a Time in America, which is basically him doing um, Coppola. Yeah. Uh, you know, street gangs in New York. Um, great film. But um, really hard to just watch again and again, cause just because it's so it's like four hours it's long. It's very long. I I watched that a yeah. couple, uh, maybe a couple of years ago. The last time I watched it, mm. yeah, I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I had it on disc and I got rid of it because I was like, I don't need to keep this. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I think I, I think um, um, tr- the the problem not problem, but one of the things that's interesting is that you know in 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 between. Um, Good, the bad, the ugly. That was '66, wasn't it? But um, and Once Upon a Time in the West, which is mm. what was that? I don't know, '68, um, something like that. Um, you know, sometime around there, you've got Sam Peckinpah, you know, and all that coming. Yeah, Wild Bunch and all that um, coming around. That was all around that time, wasn't it? And and that took it a whole nother, you know, um, the, the the sort of violence and the the uh, you know. That kind of stuff. I mean, it, it it almost makes that you know you sort of think that okay, so that now we've we're we're now we're now in a, passing to a different type of western, you know, different age, and um, yeah, you know, um, so I don't know, um, yeah, interesting. I, well, I, 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 I thought worth mentioning all those because we're not likely to again. No, no, but <laughs> I, I I've never really got into Once Upon a Time in the West. I've tried, uh, and I don't mm. really know. I, I think it's to do with that sort of the casting, really. Um, yeah, but also, I mean, you know, if you if you really kind of bought into Eastwood as a as a as a personality, as a persona, and as a presence on screen, and he's not in it anymore, and you you, you mm. that that's a big loss for me, you know. I mean, I, I you know, because yeah. he's he's a big part of what makes these movies, um, you know, so great, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Mm. Uh, yeah, actor, director. And the uh, composer, three very, very strong components for all three of these films. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, good. All right. Well, there we, well, there we go. Mm. There we go. We got to recover those in a bit more detail. Uh, my score went up for one. Your score went up for one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. As you've already mentioned, you and I will be back uh, in the weeks to come. There'll be other stuff in between. Uh, we are going to revisit the Dirty Harry movies. Yeah. So you will see what we think of those then. Thank you.